Well, don't adjust your TV screen, Johan, because you are seeing double Matt Johnson. Yep. It's twice the Matty J in your life that it, a lot of people didn't know they needed, right? That's right. That's right. We got Matt Johnson with Phoenix Magazine and Matt Johnson with Husk Brewing right here. Uh, I'm Johan with Phoenix Magazine, and we're very excited to be here at Huss's Tempe Tap Room. Best of the Valley winner from Tap Room. Congrats. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate this, that. We're, I mean, this is the front part of the building, but in the back, you guys do all kinds of brewing back there. It's where you do all the brewing for Huss, correct? Correct. Yep. And so tell me a little bit about um, Matt Johnson, the brewer, because people are unfortunately getting to know Matt Johnson, the digital content director, a little bit too much. But Matt Johnson, the brewer, you've been doing this for now, what, better part of a decade? Uh, yeah, 10 years, just over 10 years. And yeah. how long here with Huss? Uh, just over five, five years in uh, July. Okay, so five years in July, and Huss has been around now for about nine years, a nine-year celebration um, earlier this summer. And before that, you were with Cartel, that Cartel shop that became the shop, right? Correct. What, what was that like? Yeah, it was good. I mean, when I, when I started at Cartel, you know, we were on a little half-barrel system. Um, I mean, basically, we were homebrewing. But I was in between jobs um, due to 2009, whole long story we don't need to get into, but um, was just looking to do something different. I'd been homebrewing for about 10 years at that point, mm -hmm. knew the owners of Cartel, so they asked me if I wanted to come in and, and start the program. So that was just really exciting to come in and start on that and learn. I learned everything the hard way, but learned a lot in those few months, few years, I should say. For those that don't know, a half barrel is a keg, right? Correct. One big, yeah. one of the big kegs is mm -hmm. a half barrel. So you guys were just brewing it one keg at a time. Yeah, we brew ten times a week, one wow. keg at a time. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's a lot yeah. of brewing. It was a lot of brewing. Yeah. Is that, those, was uh, that harder than working like in a big system like you got back here, like in terms of like workload? For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're doing the same amount of, like you're producing, it takes the same amount of time. Yeah. Even if you're brewing on a 30 barrel or a half barrel. Yeah. But so you're, you're you know, doing five hour brew days. Yeah. Four or five hour brew days. For and one you're just keg. getting one keg <laughs> instead of, <laughs> instead of the 60 that we yeah. do now. Yeah. yeah. That's oh, amazing. Nice. Yeah. So you guys have a 30 yeah. barrel system. Yeah. We have a 30 barrel here. And then we have a seven barrel pilot as well. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So a lot of the bigger breweries have pilot systems. Uh, some of them are installing them, things like that. Tell us a little bit about like what you get to do with a pilot system and like what, like what those are for, for those that don't know. Yeah, it's both. For one, when you are in a brewery, sorry about the ringing phone. That's okay. Um, That's okay. It'll have a weird message. I don't even minute. see a phone. No, it's like hide it hidden behind a sign because yeah. Anyways, um, <laughs> it's good to have some is, special effects in yeah. a podcast every yeah. now and then, um, you know, part of it is when you work in a production brewery, you're just you're just making the same thing over and over again. Yeah, we have, you know, 12 to 15 beers, but for the most part, Scottsdale Blonde and Orange Blossom are our two biggest sellers. And we brew a lot of that. And so it's easy to get quote unquote board doing that. So having a pilot allows me, but also my brewing team, we have five brewers here, they get to brew on that. And they either it's a new recipe that we've never done before, or we're working on some kind of new beer that's coming out in the future. That way we can tweak it a couple of times and we're only brewing seven barrels worth rather than 30. Is that, um, do, you, do you think Huss is more known for that Orange Blossom or first got Blonde? A year ago, I would have told you Orange Blossom, but I 
we now numbers are showing that Scottsdale Blonde is is sure. kind of outpacing Orange Blossom right now. And you guys do a lot of uh, kind of white labeling with Scottsdale Blonde, where like a restaurant will pour it, like name it the restaurant name Blonde, but it'll be your beer. Is sure. That, yeah, is we've that, done that a few times. Yeah, because yeah. I feel like mm-hmm. there's a couple, and I literally can't, could not name them, but there's been times where I've gone to a uh, restaurant ordered their blonde and and then I'm tasting it and I'm like is this like you guys brew this and they're like no we don't we actually just get it from Huss and I'm like oh okay yeah like Johan's German restaurant has Johan's blonde on tap that, yeah that's more than likely <laughs> Scottsdale blonde yeah. right <laughs> yeah yeah but it's got yeah. a cool uh, you know yeah it's got a cool Johan tap handle that he created so. what I love about the name Scottsdale blonde is it's so on the nose for like air like people from Arizona know exactly what that refers to yeah you, know, you go to down Old Town Scottsdale on a Friday or Saturday night and you're gonna run into 30,000 Scottsdale blondes so like <laughs> the fact that your beer right. it's just like it's it's so on the nose well, I mean Huss is and, here in Tempe is there a Tempe named beer no. Okay. We don't have a Tempe name oh, beer. Oh, man. No. We have a Central Phoenix beer. Yeah, Senfo, Senfo. And then there's like a Desert Sage. So yeah. maybe that covers the whole bit, yeah. gamut. It's yeah. just desert. You Cactus know. Yeah. Valley. Okay. Amber. You got, you have uh, a, a plenty of like, you know, not to say devil themed beer names. Right. You know, and yeah. so I feel like, you know. Well, and it's Double Nick. Oversaturated. Our new, our new double IPA. That's. Nick's short for Phoenix, so okay, that's kind of where that name came I like from. It. And that goes yeah. back to was that or some of these beers that we have on a flight in front of us? Does that go back to what we were talking about with the pilot program? Or yep. these these so the, the four that we have here are would you what do you would you say they're like one offs or your special like just seasonals? How would you classify them? The uh, the uh, peach lager is a one off. So that's the first one. That it's very good, by the way. By. Super Thank refreshing. Yeah. yeah, really easy to drink. You know, the peach isn't overpowering. It's no. there, but it, it comes through in the right amount. Yeah, yeah. And it smell. It's yeah. got a great aroma of peach too. And yeah. you use puree for this? Yeah, peach puree. Yep. Very good. Um, the other three all were brewed originally on the pilot until we dialed it in. So uh, the cold IPA, which is the the next one, that one we've only brewed that on the pilot. Um, we've done it a couple times. It's just been kind of a style that us brewers like so we just kind yeah. of did it for us okay i'm so excited how, to get into that but yeah, before i was we do curious that, about that um yeah go ahead before we do that I, another question about the pilot so i'm always fascinated with the process of coming up with a new recipe and then trying it out and then eventually you know leading to the release of it if you release it publicly so for you guys when you when you uh, do you come up with a recipe just like randomly and then you kind of twi- like write it out with your brewers and kind of figure out like work together like what's your process of coming up with something new yeah n- normally like with with anything that news coming out right now it's jeff huss the owner uh, myself and then um steven henderson which is our lead brewer uh, he's kind of runs everything on the brewery floor when i'm stuck at my desk doing other things um, that I don't want to do. Just kidding. Like I the do boring do them, I ordering of yeah. the ingredients yeah, yeah, and all that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, usually the three of us sit down together and we kind of talk about what it is that we want to create. Uh, and then one of us will kind of throw it down on notes and then we'll just start tweaking the recipe. And then depending on the beer, 
in my opinion, you never knock it out of the park the first time. Sure. And if you do, congratulations, you crushed it. But, you know, like the Juicy Juicy, um, our new Hazy and our Double Nicks, we did that about three or four times on the pilot, um, tweaking a little bit of like this grain or that grain or this hop or that hop until we got it to where we were all happy with it. And so you have, a, it's a, you said it's a seven barrel system. Yeah. So yeah. that's 14 kegs. Correct. So yeah. what do you, when you try one for the first time, you got 14 kegs of this, yeah. this beer. Do you, I mean, I hate to say the word dump, but do you dump it if it's not good? Do you drink it? Is it just for the staff? Like, do you just serve it here at the tap room? Like, what do you do with it? Normally what we do is we put it, now that we have three tap rooms, we put it, excuse me, no in, all, uh, in all three tap rooms. Okay. And we'll just call it uh, XP Hazy, you know. Mm-hmm. XP double something like that experimental something okay. or other and just run it and see how the public likes it and then gotcha. if they really like it then all right let's do it um and then sometimes it's just literally for fun right you know which is like like i said with the cold ipa that one's like probably will never make it into a can um but you know the other two we were we wrote those recipes knowing that they were going to eventually go into cans and be sold you know all over the state and so we worked hard not necessarily harder on those but we just you know tweaked them more so that they were acceptable for what we wanted them to be yeah yeah i love that i'm i'm like fascinated with that creative process you know the, the and like you know do you ever do you ever just like do something completely weird and like would you would it be better to do that on like a half barrel system right to try yeah completely for sure and then it's like i mean even for instance you have a pilot when, system for your pilot system yeah when <laughs> i was at cartel um when um oh it was a craft beer bar that was on mill now it's not there world anymore. of beers world no. of beer thank yeah. you when jp not was that I still yeah, <laughs> when jp watts was you know running that place he had an idea of wanting to do because we were car- coffee as well. Uh, wanted to do a beer that we used all cold brew coffee instead of water to brew with. So we so we mashed. Oh and, my god! Yeah, sparge with cold brew. Oh uh, god! Now, you, would that, would that system, work? I mean, it did work. On, okay. Yeah, it was. Uh, we did a coffee and donuts beer. Mm-hmm. So it was a stout, and we used all cold brew. I had to adjust the pH because coffee pH is really low, so I had to bring it up um, to mash properly. And then we, um, after it was done brewing, we put uh, a dozen maple donuts <clears throat> in the keg and just let them soak for a week. And I mean, it tasted just like coffee and donuts. The funny thing is, one guy at that World had to beer, have been the most caffeinated oh, beer was, of all time. It was like I, I don't even know if it's legal uh, at the time. <laughs> I wasn't at Huss, so don't get mad at me. Uh, but it was fun. But like, there's no way yeah. you would ever be able to do that, even on a pilot. The cost yeah. Yeah. to make that much cold brew would just be atrocious. Yeah. So. yeah. But to do it on a pilot, yeah. it's like, yeah, whatever. It's yeah. one keg. Who That's cares? awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay, so now that I, we scratched that itch, <laughs> tell us go. about this cold IPA. Like, you kind of started getting into it earlier, but like, yeah. tell us a little bit about what a cold IPA is. I like what the it style was before. It's, it's, it's come to and, fruition re, in recent months and years that this is kind of a fairly new style. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of, you know, I mean, for a lack of a better term, it's easy to just say that it's a cooler version 
of an, I, an IPL, an India Pale Lager, which like because we use a lager yeast. The only difference, at least for us and what most breweries are doing with, with a cold IPA versus an IPL, an IPL is just a IPA recipe using lager yeast. We took a American lager recipe and then hopped it. So it's lighter in color, it's crisper, it's cleaner. Um, and you, you have to adjust your hops with that because if you were to use as much hops as you would in a regular IPA, uh, the balance would, wouldn't be there, it'd be too bitter. So you know you gotta tone back a little bit on the hops because they come through so much on a lighter lager like that. But you know it's still six, I think it's six, seven, six, nine, what do we yeah. do? Yeah, six, nine. So it's sneaky because it doesn't taste like that. No, yeah, it's We love light. it. I mean, It's ABV of it. a normal IPA, but I mean, it's, it's crispy and clean and yeah. clear like, yeah. a, like a lager. Yeah, so I'm I'm interested in like the different. I guess and this is mostly for people who maybe don't know as much about beer. Um, so it's a as opposed to an IPA recipe with lager yeast, you did a American lager recipe, correct, and then hopped it. So tell us a little bit about the difference between those two, like what those what the difference between those recipes are, and why this t- would taste different from the IPA with the lager yeast. So with our with the cold IPA, we wanted to really dry it out. We wanted it to get really clean and crisp. So we... Uh, <laughs> it worked. It worked. We should have had him come in anyways. That was Jeff. Um, so it's a pretty simple recipe. We just used um, some rice. Um, we use rice syrup solids, so it's a, it's a sugar, basically. Um, and we use some dextrose and some two-row, because the dextrose and the rice syrup solids are 100% fermentable, so it's gonna ferment out all the way, so you're gonna get a really low finished gravity and get a really clean, crisp beer. And then we lager it for like a month so that it gets even cleaner, um, versus like an IPL, you probably should lager it for a month, but you could probably get away with about three weeks on an IPL. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that one has more either like maybe some lighter car- caramel malts in it or wheat, or uh, something like that that brings a little bit more body into that beer versus this one. Gotcha. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah I it's mean, very good. Yeah, I, I like it a lot. I've, I've liked this style now for, for a while. Um, anytime I, I see it, I, I go for it. So it's, it's one that I always like to order um, on the menu, whoever has it. And it's, you don't see it everywhere. So I'm glad that Huss is, you can come in here to Huss and find it. Is this going to be around for a while, or is it? It'll um, be kind of one of those things that you'll see off and on, off and on. Probably more during the the warmer months, Mm -hmm. you know, spring, summer, something like that. Where, you know, we probably got another month and a half on this beer before you know people want to go with you know darker, a little bit more body beers. So. What I want to know really is when is Magic and the Ivy coming back? (laughs) It's back right now. Oh, it is. Yeah, it's on right now. I like that. We did. yeah, we did a pilot of it, so we did a seven barrel. We we get a lot of locals that come in our tap rooms that ask all the time, like, when are you bringing Magic back? When are you bringing Magic back? So we just brought it back last week. They remember you for that, and I, I remember that. It's um, a pale ale, it's right? It's a pale ale, yeah. yeah. And yeah, I pour, you, pour one for you. It's kind of named, like, the name is after, like, celebrates, like, Wrigley Field in Chicago, yep. right, where the Cubs play. and. I, that was that was my good luck beer when uh, it was six years ago when the Cubs were making their World Series run. 
every night I had one of those, the Cubs won a baseball game <laughs> in the playoffs. So yeah, uh, I, I don't know wife, why. I, I hope my wife doesn't hear this because she's a St. Louis Cardinals fan. I don't know why so I she's, drink anything else. She's, she's not. She doesn't like conversations about <laughs> the, the Cubs. Cubs. Yeah, no. Yeah, Jeff's a big Cubs fan, so that yeah, and he was from Illinois, so he's from Decatur, so. That's yeah. That's where that's where that inspiration from. comes from mm-hmm. from yep, from Jeff. Exactly. Awesome. Yep. Very cool. Yeah. All right. So our next one is the juicy, 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 juicy. That's it. Double juicy. Yeah. I like it. So hazy New England IPA kind of thing. Yep. Anything? Anything you want to tell us about it? Um. So there's a newer hop blend out that um, YCH Yakima Chief, which is one of our hop suppliers created um called cryopop okay um they have the biggest and best hop lab in the world so what they did is when it comes to hazies you want as much you know flavor you want that juicy all of that so they broke down all of their hops that they produce and they made a blend that is designed to be used in certain ways depending on how you use it in a brew that helps <clears throat> basically boost the flavor of every other hop you use mm-hmm. so um so we use it um in whirlpool so this just gets whirlpool additions so after the boil um and just dry hop so all of that flavor is just coming from that there's no nothing's being boiled um Boy, when you boil hops, that's when you get bitterness. Yeah. So depending on how long it's it's boiling for, so um, so we played around with it a little bit. I think it really, I think it's great. It's it's very really easy to drink. Super. It's, yeah. it's got, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but it's I feel like it's got a very kind of piney backbone, mm-hmm. but not in that like. I'm not, he's the IPA drinker. I'm not so much the IPA drinker. So like when I taste a lot of West Coast IPAs that are just like, how, how hoppy can we make this? Like there's no malt backbone at all to it. There's, there's no, there's very little balance. It's just hops, 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 hops. Yeah. This, I kind of get that like piney that you might get in something like that, but the hazy juiciness of it kind of balances it all out with some sweetness and it comes out really, really tasty. I like it a lot. Thank you. Yeah. The, the Amarillo. It's kind of one of those that, that depending on how you use it, you can get piney, but you can also get a lot of like tangerine and orange. And so we, yeah. you kind of get a little. A There's a nice combination of that, that too. Yeah. yeah. That tangerine, orange, like citrus almost gives it like a very, very slight hint of tartness that yeah. balances out the mm-hmm. hops, the yeah. bitterness. So yeah, we love the way I it like turned that. out. I think, yeah. it's, I think it's really good. Super solid. I yeah. think you guys might have some more um, entries into next year's Best of the Valley Reader's Choice picks because you guys <laughs> won for um, Scottsdale Blonde and Orange Blossom, but this whole new lineup here is fantastic. I, I'm a big fan of – I usually don't like a hazy, but um, th- th- I'm a big fan of this one. This, Thank you. This is really easy to drink. Well, and it's got that great aroma too yeah. at first. Hazy's ha- – uh, that's, uh, that's such a – I don't want to say saturated, but like s- such a popular style now. Like. To to make a hazy that stands stands apart um, is is I think getting increasingly harder. Yeah, because it's so. such a broad spectrum. Sure. Because you've got you've got like you've got some that are almost thick, right? You know, heavy. You you drink one and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so yeah. full, I can't drink another one. At least. Or there's residue sometimes yeah, in them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you've got you know like our goal with this one was yeah we want to keep it hazy, which is not easy by the way anyone was wondering <laughs> it's not easy to keep a beer hazy um takes a lot of work um 
but also like we wanted body but we didn't want it to be thick we want you to be able to right. keep drinking it and go back and have another one and not just be stuck with one so is that because now not when you said that we want you to be able to keep drinking it i kind of scanned mentally through all the beers that you guys make and i feel like that's a good way to describe pretty much every beer that Huss makes yeah. is like crushable. You could yep. drink, you know, a few of them and not feel like you're, you know, whereas you go and, you know, drink beers from other breweries that are heavier and, you, you know, drink one or two and you're like, okay, well, that, that's, they're delicious, but, you know, I'm full. I feel like when I think of any of your beers, they're just, is that something you guys basically try to keep? Mm -hmm. Just that's, that's the, the baseline? We, yeah, we want, we want our beers to be approachable. Yeah, is I mean I've said it so many times in interviews. I'm saying it again, but that's what we want. Like approachable and consistent. Right. You know, it, it's not easy to be a brewery our size and brew consistent beer. But we we brew the way we brew and the way we process and everything, the way we test everything. We want it to be that every time you grab a Juicy Juicy or a Scottsdale Blonde or an Orange Blossom, you know what it's going to taste yeah. like. It's yeah. going to be the same across the board. And that's not easy to do. Yeah. Well, and it's, you know, I think it's a reason a lot of people gravitate towards your, you know, your macro, like domestic beers, like, you know, Budweiser and whatever, because they always know they're going to get the same thing. Yeah. So for me, the based on that, the funny thing is, uh, like, anytime I meet somebody who usually only drinks those but has a curiosity about craft beer. Usually the first one I'll mention is Scott So Blonde. Yeah. Because you get that same that same consistency, you get the same accessibility and that you can find it like at every store and you get it's that same sort of lighter crushable beer that you know, it's not the same style necessarily as like a Bud Bud Light or a Budweiser, but it's like the same kind of it, consistency and more flavor way more flavor yeah so i feel like it's a good gateway for people who are trying to change sure. from from like drinking those those macro beers to to drinking more craft stuff yeah my brother my father-in-law my, my wife's dad i mean all he ever drank was bud heavy just just regular bud all the time and i got him on scouse Blonde, and now he comes over every week to watch football with us and that's what he drinks now. You're, you're uh, not you're not that rotten son-in-law who makes that <laughs> hippie beer, right? Yeah, right. No, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, oh, he's I trying to get me yeah. to drink this yeah. crazy yeah. Scottsdale Blonde. Now. Actually, I got a pretty good story about that one. When I was when I was at Cartel, my the first barrel aged beer I even made it was an Imperial Stout, and I was so excited about it. And I took it over. You know, we just had growlers. I took a growler over to uh, our family's Thanksgiving and. I, I won't give any names, but I, everyone Only grabbed initials, a, right? <laughs> Just give initials. Everyone grabbed one, and one person in the room said, "Gross, people like this," and I was just destroyed. <laughs> oh no! I was destroyed. I was like, "Oh my oh, gosh, this beer brutal. took six months to make." And it was delicious. He yeah. just doesn't like that style of beer. Yeah. But no, I, my wife will <laughs> will gag too when I crack one of those open. It, just the smell of bourbon or whiskey or something on, on anything is yeah. turn turn some people off, but not me. I, I love those kind of yeah. styles too. Yeah. And um, speaking of which, yeah, uh, 
any plans to ever do like a barrel program with Hus? Or have you guys done them before? There, there is one in the works. All right. I'm not, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give a lot up on that one because we're, but sure. But we'll, we'll when, when I can say it, you'll be one of the first to know. All right. Very cool. Yes, we are working on a barrel program right now. We are barrel aging. We do do small sure. small runs. Like right now, we actually just put uh, a Doppelbach uh, in three uh, Stranahan barrels. Um, so that should be ready. You just made Johan perk up, yeah, by the way. He, he's a double uh, block guy. That's one of my favorite styles yeah. of all time. Uh, should be ready for strong beer. So Okay. Yeah, so February. Cool. It should In be February, ready. Yeah. yeah. But then we've got another bigger project that we're going to start working on right after that. So. Can you put me on like a short list of people that let know when it's available in For here sure. and I'll come. I'll Absolutely. Come. As a yeah, brewer, are you familiar with um, the, the types of whiskey barrels that are out there and that you kind of want to uh, hone in on and pick and choose or do you just kind of take what's available? No, we, there's a couple different, uh, there's Midwest barrels and there's Rocky Mountain um, or a couple barrel companies that you can go on and see what they and they constantly have different things coming in. Mm-hmm. So we do, um, we do tend to go Stranahan, and our only reason for that is our experience with the last like three times that we've got them, they come very wet. So there's That's still a little want. bit, of, yeah, there's still a little bit bourbon in each barrel, yeah, which we may or may not sample. And string hands out of what, like the Boulder area? Is yeah. that yeah. yeah? Okay. So, and that's the only reason why the first time we got their barrels, they came, and I mean, each barrel had still like a 750 milliliters of bourbon in it. Wow. And so it was like awesome. They're like super wet. So they just some they of the, do that to they do that for you guys. You know, <laughs> yeah, they're just yeah. like let's just that's leave it the alone there for the yeah. brewers. You know, for the beer guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and some <laughs> of the ex- the experience that I have had, and my understanding, I'm not a I love bourbon, but I'm not like totally into it but one of my buddies is and the bigger you know jack daniels and those guys they know how to extract every freaking ounce out of those barrels so a lot of times when you get some of the bigger stuff they come in they're pretty dry um and so you've got to rehydrate them in order to use them interesting we we try to go with the smaller guys because the smaller guys tend to to leave them wet and you know that they're freshly dumped i love that yeah i love that all right Double Nicks. Double Nicks is, uh, what, Short a couple couple weeks ago you guys came out yeah. with this? Yep. Yep. A so, uh, Double Nicks is a strong IPA, Imperial IPA. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a hundred different ways to call it. Yeah. Double IPA. Double Imperial. Double you, you guys, Imperial. You guys it's all an Imperial, strong Imperial Pale. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it is hazy, but, like, our goal was not, like, it, let, sorry, it's unfiltered. So our goal mm-hmm. isn't for this to be a hazy, hazy IPA, but it is an unfiltered. So I tend to enjoy double IPAs far more yeah. than I do uh, single. IPAs. Yeah, right. <laughs> because because I do feel like there's more of a, and I don't know. You can you can tell me why this is, but it the the bitterness is less intense. Yeah. So why is that? Why is the double IPA or triple IPA typically a little more balanced or more like less of that kind of bitterness? Yeah, we, we go later addition in the boil so so that there's not a lot of bitterness. There's just more flavor. So this one gets a gets a really late boil addition, and then everything else is, is whirlpool and dry hop. And we, we double dry hop this, so it gets dry hop twice. 
Um, so we'll is that out. what makes it a double IPA? Is, or I is it? No, De- technically a double IPA is supposed to be above eight percent. Mm. Got it. Which is also the same as Imperial, so it can confuse people. Yeah. But, so there's no, there's, it doesn't have anything to do with how many times you. No. Do anything to no. it. No. Although a lot, like a lot of breweries, will advertise, you know, you know, DDH double dry hop, something mm-hmm. like that on the can, um, and I think in the past double dry hop meant something different than it does now before it was like oh my gosh they put you know a ton of hops in twice this is going to like have like crazy aroma but we you know now that the science has changed a little bit you start to understand that dry hopping during fermentation you get biotransformation so you get actual more flavor so we'll do a, one dry hop about three days into fermentation and then we do another dry hop at crash um, the second dry hop gives you all aroma, whereas the first one gives you more flavor. And why do they call it dry hopping? What's dry about it? I mean, I yeah, because beer's a, wet. Really oh, awfully good question. <laughs> I mean, the <laughs> I mean the hops go in dry. I, yeah, okay. I don't know. I don't really know why that ever. I, I'm gonna have to look that one up. That's fair. Uh, That's but totally I don't. I, other than like the hops go in after any like boiling is happening so it's like got it. after you've either like now with fermentation like yeah you're doing it then which be real careful because you can shoot hops out the top which is really cool not that that's ever happened to me um <laughs> it's never happened to him by the way never happened never me neither ever happened it's never to happened to me either um but i think it's more just that it's after like usually dry hopping meant after all fermentation was done got it originally and you were just dry hopping so you could get aroma yeah. and now they're starting you know now we've figured out that the interaction between yeast and hops during fermentation can also give you flavor so really it's it just refers to something happening after the boil yeah got it i like this one a lot because it's it's a little bit more sweet than it is bitter yeah. you know like a double ipa might just kill you um i get a lot of like nice sweet kind of candy fruity flavors out of it yeah we went more way more like tropical like candy tropical fruit mm-hmm, like candy yeah. pineapple kind of with yeah. this one versus like the juicy juicy is a little bit more or citrus there is some tropical but the citrus and the kind of pine totally like we were talking about earlier should i store a little bit more but this one yeah different hops um i really like the way this one turned out um, same i it you know it's eight seven i think Ooh. And, you can't tell though. Seven, no, not days. not at all. You can't tell at all. I mean, it's a. Uh, you could sit here and probably drink like three or four of these, you know, and then stumble stumble home. <laughs> and I really like the can. We don't have one here, but check yeah. out the can because the can. Well, you can kind of see it here, but the top part here is is a map of Phoenix. Oh, okay. So here. if you can see, you've got you've got Grand right here. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, got the grid on there. Yeah. So, so Johan's holding that up. Uh, anyone listening on the podcast version, he's holding up to the camera. Check us out on YouTube, the Phoenix yeah, Mag YouTube channel. Cool. I love I love anything that is associated that you know that references Phoenix. Yeah. like to me that's I'm such a I've lived here almost my whole life since I was five years old and like I love this town so much. So like yeah, for these me, guys did a uh, a great um, like a Cardinals brew a couple years ago when they they were playing New England and so they kind of collaborated with a, a Boston brewery. Mm-hmm. You had a brewer um, to to celebrate that game and you do Senfo and we talked about Scottsdale Blonde. So there's a lot of 
great. Even though, you know, Magic in the Ivy was a Chicago thing, I think people here can appreciate that because there's so many transplants Mm -hmm. from there, like myself. And uh, you guys really celebrate the Valley through beer names and beer styles. And it's, I mean, it's no wonder why they, Johanna, I don't know if you knew this, but they won the Arizona Restaurant Association Top Brewery in Arizona this past year. So congrats to them. I mean, it's no, no wonder why you guys win all these best of the valley categories and uh best tap room like we mentioned at the top this is what Uh, i was saying earlier i feel like i feel like huss is that brewery that or the the beer that you guys make is that beer that like if if you want to have a a really good beer or a handful of really good beers and you don't want to go spend an hour at like a bottle shop like sifting through endless shelves of weird labels that don't tell you what's in them and like yada 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 but you want to drink like some really 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 good beers like you can go to any grocery store and get yourself a couple six packs of coffee kolsch of orange blossom of scottsdale blonde and just crush them and love it and like i think that's what that's your guys's like legacy right now is like your everybody's comfort beer yeah you know a local comfort beer like it's there it's always there whenever you need it yeah i love that about thank it. you i appreciate that you know we you know we are a family-run company and we're you know I, i'm a third well second and a half generation i've lived here my entire life my dad lived here his entire life my grandfather moved here when he was in his 20s so like you're actually a pretty rare breed there's not <laughs> yeah, a lot there's not I a lot am. of you out yeah. there <laughs> you know so we 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 are locally focused you know we don't sell outside of arizona yeah. nor do we have any plans really to do that and you know we also want to support even though we are one of the biggest we want to support everyone else we yeah. want to continue to grow craft beer in arizona and you know i i, I think we make pretty good beer yeah house is always a, a really good sponsor or a, a participant and things that um you know you see you at, out at like uh, strong beer like you mentioned or even at the arizona craft beer awards are going to be there they were one of the first brewers to sign up, um, and they, they helped with the judging. Yep. We had your guy Chip out there. Everyone yeah. loves Chip. He was helping with uh, behind-the-scenes stuff, getting the beers ready, super smooth process, uh, judging beers this past weekend. Um, it, you know, Huss is going to be there when you ask them uh, anytime, any day. You guys are also – you do a lot of uh, sort of collaborations with – like local attractions and mm-hmm. businesses, right? Like yep. you've done a couple beers or a beer for the medieval times here in yep. town. Like yep. tell us a little bit about yeah, some of Yeah, you guys those. just did uh, Sedona Beer Company, right? Yeah, we did a collab with Sedona. You know, COVID kind of messed that up for everyone. We That was another reason why we got the pilot was it's, it's you know, it's difficult to do a collab in a production brewery when you're just, you know, cranking out batches. And so to to get the pilot system is another thing I didn't say from earlier in order to like have some of these smaller breweries who are trying to grow and get more recognition in the state if we Love can that. brew with them. So we've, yeah, we did one with a couple with Sedona. We did a couple with Smeltertown. Um, we've done a couple with Simple Machine, uh, High Marshall. Um, and, 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 and that's carried over to now what he's doing with some of the yeah some, some other like even smaller breweries because right. he does a lot of stuff right yeah the with, up and coming the with smaller yeah. guys kitsune and all those yeah. guys like he so i feel like you guys are are causing this like pay it forward domino effect of yeah. like this community 
cooperation, collaboration thing. I think it's so cool. And we're always, you know, uh, as a team here, we're always, you know, if there's anything that any of the other breweries are struggling with or have questions for, we want to help them. You know, we mm-hmm. want to help everyone grow, get better. To me, it sounds like we found maybe our, our third contender for a Phoenix Magazine beer collaboration. <laughs> what do you yeah. think, Matt? That might, that, oh, Absolutely. We'd love to do it. That'd be great. <laughs> Let's do it. Absolutely. It could be like, uh, you know, double Matty J type. It, <laughs> I, I mean, like we could, that. We, we, could, we you have guys, to work You guys definitely have to make a beer called the Matty J. Yeah. I'm in. Let's I lo- do it. <laughs> I love you, that. So you, they, everyone calls you Matty J as well. Yeah, yeah. I've I've yeah. been getting that since about sixth grade. Yeah, I, I have since third grade. Okay. Yeah, it's stuck with me. So, but I a lot of other like, well, I I don't know a lot of other Matt Johnsons, but yeah, Matty J. It just sticks. Everyone calls me Matty J. I, I do have a story because I used to be in TV news <laughs> and uh, I covered high school football. <laughs> and I think we have a mutual friend, this guy Andy Page. Who, yeah. You, you went to high school with him I at Sunny did, Slope. Yeah, I think yeah. he still covers Sunny Slope sports. He does. He announces and all the games. He's uh, he's very active on Twitter, and I used to post beers all the time on Twitter, and he w- I think I we confused him for, <laughs> for a little bit because he thought maybe I was you or you yeah. were I. I don't know. But um, because I it was me, Matt Johnson, drinking you, Matt Johnson, right. your beer, uh-huh. and posting about it, and um, but anyway, shout out Andy Page. Keep I'm doing, a little keep jealous. Keep doing your good stuff. Yeah, man. Andy's as, awesome. I, I'm, I'm feeling a little FOMO because as, <laughs> as so I've I've met maybe four or five other Johans yeah. in my entire life. Uh, if I if I lived in Germany, I'd run into them all the time. I might have this exact problem, you know, mm-hmm. not problem, but this exact situation in Germany. Uh, not here, especially yeah. not Johan Warnholtz's. Like right. that's. There's one well, of those, yeah, man. Johan's pretty unique, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, my, my sister married a Matt, and oh, my boy. wife's sister married a Matt. Oh, boy. So, yeah, we've got Matts everywhere. We're taking over, uh, Johan. Yeah. I love it. you got to yeah, look out. I know. Well, my, when my sister married Matt, my mom started calling him Matt and started calling me Matthew, and I was like, hold on, wait, hold on a second. He can't. I, I was here I, first. I, I was here first. I don't care what you call him, but my name's Matt. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, well yeah, go ahead. Uh, no, I was just going to say, this This has been awesome. Um, you guys have anything exciting coming up soon? Any, Any new, like, fall season? I, I had an Oktoberfest last night. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. That's um, out. That is out. Any kind of, uh, you guys always kind of go into the, the Thanksgiving season. Remind me of the beer that... We've You'd done the rice pudding porter. Yes, yeah, there you go. Which I don't think that we're making this year. Oh, okay. Um, maybe. Bummer. Uh, <laughs> I, the I, get, I didn't I know, get to try it last time. I, I was yeah, really, I know some people really make good. that a uh, uh, Thanksgiving tradition to come yeah, in here right? and, and get a growler of that and take it home and have it. But uh, We are going to do a, a Christmas sale, though. Okay, cool. So, which is in the works. I'm a big fan of those. Yeah, so we are working on that. So that's coming out. And then we usually do, like, some one-off stuff. Like, we've done, you know, the, uh, the peppermint patty stout. So we use the milk stout with yeah. peppermint patty. So that usually shows up around Christmas or, you know, a little bit after. So um, I'm excited new... for whatever this bar- this barrel-aged yeah. thing that you guys are I know. planning on doing. I know. If you need a name for it, you know, <laughs> it's a Doppelbach that's German. <laughs> Johan's a German name. Uh, I am know, excited about the Doppelbach. Yeah, that, that sounds awesome. Uh, it, uh, I tried it yesterday when we were filling up the barrels, and it's pretty good. It's right, I think it's a 7.9%. So, Ooh. yeah, 
Yeah. So. Well, I'm excited. Yeah. Um, we have a West Coast. We're working on a new West Coast IPA. Okay. Um, so we've done two or three different versions of that, and they're actually brewing one right now on the pilot as we're filming this. So yeah, that was uh, what is that? That was that'll do IPA. Was that the original one? That was the original yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we've we've got a new one that will be coming out here pretty soon. So that the the pilot the the third edition of that one will be out in a couple of weeks. Cool. So, Love it. Yeah. Well, you let us know when you got an opening in that pilot for sure, and we'll uh, we'll come we'll come brew the Matty J. Yeah, there you that'd go. That'd be great. If, if I know if I know him, it'll be an IPA of some kind. <laughs> and yeah, we, we'll make sure not to put your face on there, not mine, because then it then it will sell. Right. If we do yeah. one where it's like where it's like half yours, and half, half me. That's right. You know? so it's Cle- like, I'm it's clean shaven. You. He's bearded brewer. Yeah. yeah. So. And then we'll we'll pour it at. Uh, at strong beer or something yeah and you know we'll we'll be there and we'll pour it yeah yeah as the maddie j beer we can take pictures with people yeah exactly (laughs) yeah let's make it happen right on well thank you so much Uh, thanks guys thanks for coming by and hanging out obviously for everyone watching um make sure you check out azcraftbeer.com and come to our festival where huss will be there uh pouring a bunch of their tasty beers uh we're gonna be out in glendale october 22nd and uh Thank you again for hosting us here. Make sure you come check out the Tempe Tap Room, the uh, Uptown. Uh, They also have food Mm -hmm. there, uh, really good sausage boards, pretzel and sausage boards. great menu. And then uh, the new downtown location that I think you guys just released a new cheeseburger that's supposed to be like pretty breathtaking. And the fish and chips. And the fish and chips I've heard is very good too. They are the best I've ever had. You guys don't use cod. No. Which... Yeah. Mm, because fish and chips with cod is so average, yeah. and yep. you guys don't nope. do anything average. So cornmeal crust, love oh, that. That's great. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Come check it out. Sweet. Well, thank awesome. you. Thanks. Guys. Now I'm See hungry. See you guys at the next one. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Cheers.